right, welcome to the first ever episode of the Seven Lakes High School Sports Podcast. I'm your host, James Kobaleski, and this is a new venture that that uh, head football coach and campus athletic uh, coordinator, uh, Jimmy Hammond, uh, he and I talked about this, and we thought, what better way to bring the Spartan faithful, uh, their sports fix each and every week throughout the fall, or not every week, but 10 times throughout the fall, 10 times throughout the spring, than to bring the coaches on the show. And so we're going to do that today with the head football coach. We're going to first, we have two things we got to do today. We got to take a look, uh, t- take a look back at the week that was in the first game against Morrill, and then we'll turn our attention to this week's game against the Klein Bearcats. But again, I'm James Kobaleski. I'm your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore Kobo. That's Coach underscore K O V O. All right, Coach. Let's go ahead and dive into it. I'm going to read you a couple of numbers here: seventeen to fourteen, seventeen to thirteen, twenty to fifteen, and twelve to ten. If any listeners aren't aren't putting together what that is those are the scores from the past four times that your seven lake spartans have met the memorial mustangs you don't get any closer than that so coach just just kind of before we dive into what happened in in the game uh last thursday night just what is it about these two teams that make this makes this game so close year in and year out i think we're so similar in a lot of ways um i think that you know we're both sound and disciplined football teams um that I would like to believe, and I can definitely speak this of Coach Koch over at Memorial, that, you know, run a run a good program and that have our kids ready to play week one. And, you know, talent-wise, we, we match up really well. We have similar style players. And, and honestly, in some ways, we play similar style football. We're a defensive-minded. Uh, both programs tend to be defensive-minded. Uh, there are gap sound um, that make it hard on the offense to get things going. Um, I think both – both of us, you know, make good decisions and are careful with the football and probably on the conservative side and don't take a lot of shots down the field or a lot of razzle dazzle, if you will, sometimes. And I think that's why you see the scores. I mean, I think the most you just said 20 points, was it? Uh, 20 points was the most either team has ever scored uh, playing one another. So, you know, I I think for, for that reason, we match up really well. You know, and coming into this game, Memorial did hold a three-to-one edge. You know, Seven Lakes got their first win last season uh, at Rhodes Stadium in that 12-10 to victory. But honestly, looking at those scores, I felt like when I predicted this game uh, for another podcast, I do H-Town Pick'em, I, I felt like if, you, if these two teams play each other 10 times, once you get to that, it's going to be about five and five. I just feel like it's just so evenly matched. You're going to be about 500. So I, I picked the Spartans in this one, and I was following your game. I was broadcasting a different game on Thursday night, and I – I saw the final score was Memorial 17, Seven Lakes 13. So unfortunately, the Spartans did did fall, you know, late in this game. Looking at the, some of the some of the statistics, Coach, um, impressive day on the ground from uh, Barrett Hudson. He had 92 yards on the ground, a 4.2 average. Jake Ferris backing him up with a 6.8 average, 61 yards on the ground. So I know you're always really big on running the football. So that was obviously successful. So there's some some bright points there. But let's go ahead and just if you want to just give a recap of, of what you saw Thursday night in the Spartans game against Memorial. Yeah, we came out, started in the first drive and, you know, put a 10 play, I think 74 yard drive together and unfortunately fumbled on the one yard line. You know, we uh, that one hurt uh, because, you know, we want to punch it in right there. It was the opening drive of the, of the season and it was, uh, you know, impressive. I, we, I, we didn't throw a we didn't throw a single pass, you know, just 10 times down the field and really, you know, had it right there on the goal line. You know, you go ahead right in that situation. You know, you're hopefully up six, nothing, if not seven, nothing. And you got a lot of momentum. And, you know, that one hurt a little bit fumbling on the goal line. Uh, you know, we played really good defense really up until the last drive of the series where they took the 
they took the lead seven, six. So we went into halftime feeling like we played a whole lot better than the score showed at seven to six. I felt like in the first half, we kind of dominated and kind of imposed our will on them offensively and did well on defense. Uh, Coming back out, they, they come out with a a three, uh, or I should say a field goal to get a a 10, six. And then we come back and um, take the lead 13, 10 with about four and a half minutes to go in the game. And, uh, we had we had the ball uh, inside. We had the ball down on the on the twenty five yard line, our own twenty five, and you know they they three and outed us. They used their timeouts. They three and outed us. We punted, and they ended up scoring. We had one more opportunity late um, to to try to go down and score with about a minute and a half to go. We had all three timeouts. You know we kind of got the ball to around midfield, but we kind of stalled out on a fourth and three play. Um, so you know it was definitely a. Uh, back and forth game where we had the lead, lost the lead, had the lead, lost the lead. Um, so, you know, that's something that we're going to learn from in the future. You know, yeah, reading a lot of the preseason publications, you know, describing your team offensively, you know, we knew we had Barrett Hudson coming in. His performance was expected. You know, he, he's expected to be, you know, a dude for you guys on the ground this year. But I, I read a lot about, you know, inexperience along the offensive line and at quarterback. And those are two very pivotal positions, especially in week one. You know, a lot of times it is nice to have returning lettermen, returning starters, you know, experience there in week one. But I want you to talk to me about that first drive. I did not I did not know that you had a 10 play drive all on the ground. That's very difficult to do in 6A Texas high school football to assert your will like that. So just how can you speak a little bit to that that untested offensive line, maybe just kind of highlight what they were able to do on that drive? You know, we have one we have one uh, returning starter on the offensive line moving from right tackle to left tackle. That's number 62, Josh Vetter. Mm-hmm. Um, and later in the later in the second half, we found a we found a good matchup for him running along the left side. We were running some you know outside zone off the left side uh, on, on his back kind of. Um, but early on, you know, we were able to run the ball right and left. And, you know, uh, we have we have uh four seniors on the offensive line and one junior, um, but four of them never had a varsity start before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was their first one. I thought they did really good, um, you know, just establishing the line of scrimmage on the Memorial side. You were picking up chunks of yards. I, I, our first play from scrimmage went for 30 uh, with Barrett. So, you know, that, that was really, that was really good. Um, you know, we really, you know, at some point you're thinking, man, I mean, with all this run, we should play action pass, but we really didn't need to, mm-hmm. you know, we stayed, uh, in front of the sticks and, you know, got us off some good situations. We converted all our third downs that we got that drive and, you know, felt, felt really, really good about it. Um, so, you know, vet vetter, our left tackle now is, is probably our leader on the offensive line. He's a captain. Um, he plays with a, a motor and, you know, we kind of, you know, use him as a guy we were going to come, uh, you know, run behind when we need, when we need a few yards. And let's talk about the quarterback position. Tanner Perez was eight for 15, 91 yards, a long pass of 38. You know, again, I'm assuming this is his first varsity start, you know, as your new starter. So let's just talk about what what, what did you observe from Tanner and, and just kind of what are your general thoughts about the difficulty of a, a first-time starter coming in, in in week one? You know, we changed – Tanner was our backup quarterback last year as a junior, and he did get in some games, but he didn't start any. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he came in this year in the spring ball, and he won the job. And, you know, he's been a steady rock for us. Uh, underneath the center and if you notice we're underneath the center this year and we had been my previous four years our offense had been in the shotgun and so that was something we that it's, it's quite a bit of a change for us I think it suits his style um, and it's going to help our play action game which I think is going to be good for him um, and you know like you said eight or 15 you know not, not a great 
uh, you know, night in the air, but he definitely managed the game really well. He, he hit an open third down play to Marcel Davis uh, that converted a third down there and, and really had a, a couple opportunities that were just out of the reach of one of them on that fourth down play I was talking about to end the game, just out of the reach of Marcel Davis, um, probably our top receiver. Um, and, you know, we did the, the long, the, the long uh, pass that you were talking about came to Barrett Hudson on a screen. Uh, so we're going to do some things to, you know, get Barrett the ball different ways. Um, and so we're, you know, we're excited about what Tanner did so far. And we're looking, you know, now that he's got that first start under his belt, he really, he really commanded the offense and the huddle. Well, he got us in and out of plays well. Um, and he did everything we asked him to do. Um, and now we know that we can ask a little more out of him. So a four offensive lineman and your quarterback gaining their first varsity start, I think Spartan faithful can only expect more and more improvement as the season wears on. But I got to talk about Barrett Hudson a little bit. I mean, the fact that he had 92 yards on the ground, and let's not even mention the 56 yards through the air. I mean, that's, that's the new kind of mode of a new, new way that football is transitioning guys like Christian McCaffrey that can receive the ball out of the backfield as well. I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, Jimmy, and I, and I know you don't want to do that, but I mean, are, are we looking at a really big senior year out of Barrett Hudson and both on the ground and through the air? Yeah, and, and you know, the great thing, Coach, is that we, you know, last year he was a sophomore. This year he's a junior. Oh, I'm sorry, he's a junior. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he's a junior, and, you know, he had, a, I think, 869 yards last year as a sophomore uh, on the ground with six touchdowns, and, um, you know, he's he's I, – I know that our opponents out there are going to be keying on Barrett and, and – rightfully so because he's our he's going to be our workhorse but you know jake ferris behind him gives us a nice one-two punch um so i'm really impressed with barrett i, I think he's you know uh has vision like a, a a really good back should um he's kind of that one cut zone runner that you talk about you know back in the texans payday with arian foster you know he's able to you know cut it back behind some of our our zone action plays but he definitely runs the ball downhill and honestly i think you know, for him being in the uh, in the backfield, you know, whether we're in the eye or whether we're one back, two tight ends, uh, I think that's his style of play, that he's a downhill runner that's a good cutback player. And then turning our attention to the defensive side of the ball, we're able to get a couple pressures. You know, Dekaius Brinkley is a name that's really starting to get, generate a lot of buzz, you know, in the media as a guy who could have a breakout junior campaign. He did have a sack and, a, you know, two quarterback pressures. Uh, Preston Bozeman had a quarterback pressure along uh, with Shane Rosfeski. 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 Yeah. Okay, I like uh, – <laughs> it's kind of similar to Kovaleski there. I like that name. But, you know, the 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 glaring omission as I look through the defensive stat sheet, unfortunately, despite getting some pressure on the quarterback, no fumbles recovered, no interceptions. So you got to tip your cap to – you know, that's a typical of a Coach Koch-led team. They, they protected the football well. So can you kind of speak to what you saw in, in terms of, of the ball security from Memorial and I guess – the defense inability this time out to, to take one away. Yeah. So, and I felt one of our weaknesses, this game was the ability to, to get continual pressure on the quarterback. Mm -hmm. When you drop back to pass, I think that's why you see some of the passing statistics, the way they are for, for their offense against our defense. You know, I think there were two, 200 plus yards in the air. Um, and, you know, that's something we want to clean up. And I think part of that is, you know, everybody, I think, would want to say, well, the secondary's got to play better. But I think as a coach, you realize in order for the secondary to play better in those situations, you need a little bit of pressure on the quarterback and not let him stand back there and, and just, you know, kind of pick you apart with all, all day long. So, you know, we did get some quarterback pressures, but, you know, their quarterback did a great job of, of uh, hitting the open receivers, throwing it away when the time was right, you know, and they didn't fumble. 
you know, and, and, you know, if you look at it, we had one turnover. It was probably the difference in the game and they didn't, you know, the, the years before the last year when we won, they had a turnover, they had an interception thrown and we didn't uh, the year before that we fumbled uh, and lost the game with a 20 to 15 game. We fumbled going in to, to, to take the go ahead lead and we fumbled. So it's like this, this, the last three years, especially have been kind of a battle of, of, um, you know, who's, who's going to win the turnover battle. And that team usually has won. And that's probably true of a lot of uh, football games, but it's very true with, you got a very disciplined sound team like Memorial and they're not, they're going to take advantage of your mistakes and they're not going to, they're not going to probably shoot themselves in the foot and give you any opportunities to take advantage of theirs. You know, and looking at the defense statistics, pacing you as far in terms of tackles uh, was testimony Ajayi with seven and a half and he's a corner. I believe. Yeah. So we moved him from corner to safety this okay. year. He played corner all of last year. So you're right to say uh, he did play a little bit of corner. We're going to, you know, move him around a little bit, but he, he played safety mainly. And, you know, you don't always want your safety uh, having seven and a half tackles and leading your, leading your team. But uh, you know, he, he, he was doing it by uh, coming downhill and forcing the run. And, you know, I was, I was uh, very impressed with his ability to tackle in the open field. Uh, and he did a great job for us. And then a guy that stood out to me, and you talked about going going forward, you, you need to increase pressure. And a guy that really stood out to me two years ago, I believe, when he was a sophomore, when he played Ridgepoint in the playoffs, and I got to broadcast that game, uh, is Chika Azima. And on this stat sheet, I'm saying, I'm showing seven assisted tackles. So, I mean, a, a very active, high-motor player. So, just can you talk a little about Chika, and do, do you feel, feel like perhaps he can help you unlock that puzzle of, of getting more pressure on the quarterback? Yeah, uh, coach, we made a lot of the, the similar mistakes that you would see out of a first game on defense, even though Chica's a three year letterman, you know, he, he was, um, you know, his pass rush, you know, he needed to adjust his pass rush on, on the tackle that he was playing against mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to get better. I know it because we see the explosion that he had last year towards the end of the year. So, you know, I mean, for all of them, they're getting the rust off. You know, it's been a while since we played another team. Um, you know, yes, we did have spring ball, but we're going against our own team and our own players. And you tend to kind of know what the guy you're going against his, you know, his, his moves are, you know, and now we're doing it against somebody new. So, you know, I, I expect Chica to definitely, you know, he's like you said, he's in on a lot of plays um, and he's, he's going to be a guy that's going to get some pressure for us. And then finally looking at team defense statistics, I know you're a math guy and your defensive coordinator, Phil Dober, are both math guys, you're both excellent math teachers, which not all of us at Texas high school football coaches are, but I love the way that your defensive stat sheet is nine possessions defended, 17 points allowed 1.89 points per possession. So, I, and I hear a lot of this now in the new age of analytical football, a lot of podcasts that I listen to with, you know, analytics people, they talk a lot about these points per possession and statistics like that. These are statistics that were not really talked about as much when I was coaching, which is, you know, maybe five, six years ago. Is this something that actively you and coach Dober are making more of a, uh, you know, a concerted effort to look at analytics and, and look at football a different way. I was just curious seeing those statistics on your sheet. Yeah. So, you know, one of our goals on offense is to average three points per possession or more. Excellent. And, and then on defense, you know, try to limit that, uh, limit the points per possession because you know, the way the game is going with some of the up-tempo offenses, it's hard to like, it's hard to gauge when, you've had a good day on defense if you had to defend 95 plays, you know, so that's one way that we're trying to, to, to gauge it. And we, you know, that number's pretty good. You know, one point, what did you say it was? 1.95? Uh, 1.89. 1.89. So, you know, obviously we, you know, we 
I won't want it zero, but that's all that's that's awful hard to do week in and week out. Um, so you know, well, I don't think we were upset with that number. Um, you know, we we give up, you know, 17 points. You know, hope a lot of you hope a lot of days you can score more than that and win. Yeah, looking at these numbers, I mean, I think the 3.4, uh, you know, you had you defend. I love the way you're breaking this down. You defended 23 run plays, so it's broken down by how many run plays you defended 79 yards allowed. That's a 3.43 average. For a team like Memorial that's built like yourself, I mean, your average, your rushing average was higher than theirs. So, I mean, it seems like you're you're probably happy with that number. Absolutely. I mean, you're 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 having less than four yards of carry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pretty good day. Um, you know, like once again, you know, you want it as low as you can. But I mean, I can't be upset with the defense giving up three point four five. That was what it was, right? Three point four five. Three point four three. Three point four three. So I can't be upset with three point four three average on the ground over twenty three carries. I mean. That it wasn't like they had a, a great night on the ground. No, they had a good night in the air. But they didn't have a great night on the ground. Yeah, ten, and then also 10 third downs defended, three conversions allowed. So you had a 70% win rate on third down, which is probably kind of where you want. I'm, I'm sure you wish you could have had it more, maybe around 80. But you're, 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 that's not bad, 70%. But I think the one that, that stands out to me is the explosives, which I like that you chart here. Your explosives are run plays above 15, pass plays above 20, and there were five of those. Is, is that something that you're actively going to try to limit? Are these explosive plays? Yeah, and, and particularly through the air. Sure. You know, we we got we got to find a way to, um, you know, we we got to find a way to 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 be a little tighter on the receivers and get a little bit more pressure. So that's something that we're definitely going to be focusing on this week versus Klein. All right, but obviously it was a great test against Memorial. Each and every year, it's a dogfight. They got the best of us this time around. But I'm curious. You know, I know you, these are these are basically two year agreements that teams enter into. So you're entering into, you know, a first of a home and home series of Memorial longtime coach Gary Koch. I mean, really, I believe 30 years at Memorial. You have a good relationship with him. Is this is this something that we fans here in Spartan Nation? Can we can we continue to expect to see this in non-district the Seven Lakes Memorial matchup? I don't know how we can go away from it, to be honest, coach, because uh you just read off the scores and and I know we're sitting right now at seven lakes at one and four versus them over in the last four years, but any one of those games could have gone the other way. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, part of it as a coach, you're like, man, I want to get them next year because we're so close, you know, I want to even that, even that record a little bit versus playing them. But honestly, there's a lot of things, you know, that as a head football coach, you think about, you know, they have five teams, we have five teams, you know, from the J two on the JV two on the freshman, of course, of varsity. They play in nice, uh, nice facilities, and I think we do too. Uh, we're not very far away; we're just down the road. But they're not a team that we're going to see early in in the playoff season. You know, we might if it could be that we could see them later. You know, we've been a Division one team, and they've been a Division two team. So, like for all those reasons. It just makes sense. Obviously, I have a good relationship with Coach Koch over at Memorial, and I think he enjoys playing us as much as we enjoy playing them. And so also, I hope that this podcast isn't just for varsity parents to tune into. I'd like your whole program to tune in. So for younger parents, how did how do we do on the sub-varsity? Because you mentioned that, that they have the full slate of teams, so everyone got to play. How did the sub-varsities go? Yeah, we did really well. We went 3-1 and one on the sub-varsity. Excellent. We won both of our freshman games. We won our JV Orange game. Um and then we did not win our JV blue game. Uh, we lost that one. Once again, we lost that one 25-17 and had a chance to win. Once again, had the ball uh, going in, to, going in to try to score. We didn't get the job done, and we lost that one. But, you know, overall, I mean, you have a three-in-one night on the sub-varsity. You're feeling pretty good going into the varsity game uh, later, that, later that evening. I mean, uh, later that day. Future looks bright. 
with, you know, with, with your, your sub varsities winning, you got juniors like Barrett Hudson poised for breakout season along with the rest of the team. I, I cannot wait for next season, but we still have this season to focus on and talking about strong JVs. That's a great segue, Jimmy, the Klein Bearcats, their JV team won district last year out there in 15, six, a, this was the varsity team was a team that was one win away from the playoffs. They finished in fifth. They lost in a double overtime game, I believe to Tomball, which was the team that got hot at the end of the season, went all the way to the state semifinals. So Klein is a really tough opponent. And I got to tell you, Jimmy, again, I do my, my pick em show. And I, I was predicting a couple games this week. The, the, the score that was raising a lot of eyebrows in the Houston area was Fort Ben Marshall, 14 Klein seven. I think a lot of people have the buffs picked to be a five, a division two state title contender. And they were maybe expecting a three buffs to cruise to a three score victory. Klein gave them everything they could handle. So let's, let's, let's break down the Klein Bearcats a little bit. When you kind of read about them in preseason publications, they're scarily built a lot like seven lakes coach Hallmark. This sounds almost like a mirror image of you, Jimmy. He's, he's talking about, he's very confident in their run game and their front seven, the ability to stop the run. So I think it's going to be kind of like Memorial. It's another matchup game where it's a very similar blueprint to what we've built over here in, you know, in Spartan nation. So can you talk a little bit about you, you guys got to break down the film this weekend. Once you put the Memorial game to bed, what did you see from Klein and what can we as fans expect this week? I think Klein is a little bit more wide open on offense. We're not going to see a tight end as often mm. as we saw versus Memorial. You know, they're going to be, you know, they play with kind of an off the ball tight end or a wing, if you're slot, whatever you want to call them right there. Um, and so we saw a lot more passing out of Klein, which, you know, if, if they're smart and they saw what they saw against us, that's probably going to, you know, they probably feel like they can, you know, expose our secondary a little bit. So we've been working on that this week already in our first day of practice. And, um, you know, I think we're going to see them offensively uh, throw the ball more than they run the ball. Um, that's kind of, you know, I think it's about 50-50 right now when we break down the stats of, you know, run to pass. But, you know, I, I'm expecting a little more pass out of them just because uh, of, of our little bit of a struggle with it last week. I think defensively you're going to see a team, uh, you know, they're playing a 4-2-5 defense. They got really good front seven. And, you know, uh, they're, they're, they got a defensive they got a defensive end and a defensive tackle that are, you know, really good players. And so they're kind of an aggressive uh, defense. Um, we're going to have to find our ways to to find some creases. Um, and, you know, they want to create pressure. They want to create havoc in the backfield. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're a team that we're going to have to, our offensive line is going to have to have their work cut out for them. You know, and so as far as, as far as you're, you know, not, not to get, we're not gonna get too much into the game plan, but what, what, what position groups do you feel like, you know, if seven lakes is going to win this game, and even their their season record at one and one. Who do you anticipate? You know that that you're going to need a big a big night at the office for, from. You know, and I've alluded to this all 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 show, but I think our I think we're going to need two things to happen. We're going to need to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. You know, I love to see you know Brinkley have some some good edge rushes off the end, as well as Preston Bozeman off the end. And I think we're going to need our secondary to to step up and, and be a little tighter in coverage. You know, Isaac Radke is one of our starting corners, and he's a long, tall guy. And uh, he had a, he had a pretty good game uh, versus versus Memorial, and we hope you know hope we hope he can do something similar versus versus Klein. You know, offensively, we're going to do a lot of the same. You know, we're going to try to run the ball because that's who we are. You know, in that one-two punch between between Ferris and, and Hudson, you know, we're we're going to you know hopefully get the job done, and we'll see how that helps our play action pass. You know, as we as we throw the ball down the field. All right. So you hear it there. You heard it here first, folks. The keys to the game, improved pass rush, 
solid coverage. And then I think we'll see more of the same. We can look forward to another big night on the ground from the Seven Lakes offense and hopefully a big win against a really tough Klein Bearcat team. All right, Coach, we're nearing the end of the show. This is something that you didn't want to bring this up. I wanted to bring this up because it's something that kind of jumped out to me. And I, I just wanted to get your quick take on it. I, I was a little bit perturbed in some of the preseason prognosticators. And I mean, I, I'm kind of venture. I'm a former coach. For those that don't know, I coached with Jimmy for many years at Ridgepoint. I was a head coach at Aldine High School for two years. And I've, I've kind of ventured into the media side a little bit now as a broadcaster and podcaster. What I know is this, Jimmy. You've been there four years, correct? Three out of yes, four sir. years, you have taken Seven Lakes to the playoffs. And, and you've met Ridgepoint each time, which is not no easy task, but you've gone three out of the four years, seven lakes advanced to the playoffs, and you're coming off a seven win season. And, you know, and I hope I'm not, I'm not jumbling in these stats, but that's what I know. And so I, I open these summer magazines and uh, Dave Campbell's has seven lakes picked to finish fifth. A lot of people are very high in the Cinco ranch team. And that's a big rivalry for you, which you, you have dominated, you know, over the course of the season, the series history, but I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, there, there's, there's some, I understand people are high on Cinco Ranch a lot coming back. That's going to be a great game to finish this season. So, you know, Cinco picked fourth, Seven Lakes picked fifth, but then I get the new Vibe publication. I, I'm, I'm very pro Vibe. Um, I love, you know, the work they do over there, but my eyes about bugged out of my head, Jimmy. And I was actually broadcasting uh, the Katie Clear Springs game, you know, with Josh Koch, you know, uh, Josh Cook, you know, is an excellent broadcast. We had a great, we had a great broadcast. And I kind of asked, I was like, Josh, eighth? You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were just kind of like, we were, we were discussing a little bit, but I just don't see it, Jimmy, you know, after everything that I talked about, you know, and I hope I'm not putting too much pressure on you guys, but I mean, to me that that's a little bit of bulletin board material. And so I just, I did want to present it to you and just see your thoughts of our team. That's been to the playoffs three out of the four years. You've established a great culture over there uh, on Fry road. What, what, is, what is the talk inside the field house about these magazines coming out in a fifth and eighth, eighth place prediction? Well, coach, our, you know, our job as coaches and our job as players is, you know, to, to try to prove some of that wrong, you know, and if that's going to let us play with a chip on our shoulder, then so be it. You know, obviously over here, um, we don't believe we're the fifth best team or the eighth best team in the district. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there are nine good teams in KDISD and 196A. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but, you know, historically speaking, you know, coming off a seven win season, that's, you know, that was the second best in school history. You know, and and being that we finished third last year, you know, from third to eighth, you know, that's a big jump. And 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 hey, if people don't think we can, you know, duplicate what we what we did, that's just going to give us just going to add fuel to our fire. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Our job is to prove them wrong. You know, uh, my job is not to make those predictions, but my job is to try to prove them wrong. And that's what we're going to try to do. Uh, so, you know, although both both publications that are probably kind of the premier publications and and. And, and high school football have us out of the playoffs, you know, that, that's not our goal. Our goal is to make the playoffs. And, you know, and if we face Rich Point again, so be it. If we face someone else, so be it. And our goal is still, you know, to, to continue to make the playoffs and, and find a way to win that first playoff game in school history. And, you know, we're working towards that. And we're not going to let a fifth place or an eighth place preseason ranking uh, get in the way of, of our goals and our thoughts. So, you know, hey, let them think what they want. And we're just going to try to prove them wrong. Coach Hammond, you got you're giving me goosebumps. I want to put the helmet on the shoulder pads and, and help y'all win that game, man. Because you know, it, Spartan Nation, it is what it is. The experts, they're looking at inexperienced O line. They're looking at you know graduation here, graduation there, and they don't think the Spartans can do it. You know, so I think we all need to band together, pull t pull in tighter, and, and just buckle up for a great season. Let's all go out to Rhodes Stadium 
on Saturday night as we welcome in the visiting Klein Bearcats led by coach Shane Hallmark. And let's just cheer. Let's cheer for the old orange and blue and try to bring them home to a victory. Coach, this has been a great uh, first episode, first ever episode of the Seven Lakes Sports Podcast. Can't wait to do some more. Thank you for thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you for having us. Thank <laughs> you.